So we are in between two sermon series this weekend, and I wanted just to take time, kind of pause, and have a little bit of a, I guess, a family talk and share with everybody where we are going together as the Trinity family, what's, what's kind of coming up. On the screen are three words that summarize our life together at Trinity, faith, family, and future. And what we would like to do is over the next three years, we're going to take just one word a year and just really focus in on it, drill down deep into it. So this first year is the year of faith. And that just fits absolutely perfectly because if you know, this year, this fall, we will be celebrating the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. And uh, this is a big moment in history. And the Reformation was all about faith. One of our theme verses talks about this. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Now, about a year ago, we began doing all kinds of things to prepare for this fall's uh, commemoration. And we started with this theme, Honor Our Heritage, Heal the Division. And so I want to just take that a little bit part a little bit and explain what, what we've been doing and what we're going to be doing through the rest of this fall. First of all, we want to honor our heritage as we remember the Reformation. As Lutherans, we have been given so many great gifts in our tradition. I love being a Lutheran, which is a good thing. So we've got, all, you know, if you think about what do we have in our Lutheran tradition, well, think of the art that's been created out of the Lutheran tradition or the music like Bach, right? The Lutheran church is a singing church. We have sacraments and liturgy and ritual that goes all the way back to the early church. We have an emphasis on the Word of God. Luther taught us to love the Word of God and to study the Word of God, and especially to teach it to our young people. Hence, we have a Lutheran school. And then if you listen to this guy ever, Garrison Keeler, he'd say we have our own Lutheran cuisine, right? Lots and lots of jello and tuna casseroles and stuff like that. All right. What really makes us Lutheran, though, at the heart is our, is our message. That at the center of everything is Jesus Christ and him crucified. So to do this, to honor our heritage this fall, I just want to share with you some of the things that are going on. So you see how it all kind of connects. First of all, next week we're starting a new sermon series called This I Believe. We're going to take a fresh look at Luther's small catechism and especially the Apostles' Creed. But we're also starting a couple of new Bible studies. In fact, right after this Eucharist, pastors starting uh, our new pastor's Bible study. Uh, and we're going to be looking at issues and topics of the Reformation. That's on Sundays. On Wednesday nights, we're having a class on Galatians, which was one of Martin Luther's favorite books and very influential in the Reformation. A week from tomorrow, we are going to be showing a new movie that has just come out on Martin Luther. It's called Luther, uh, The Idea That Changed the World. And we're going to be having it here at Trinity. We're going to be showing this movie. This movie is excellent in explaining what was the Reformation and what took place. It's, it's really great. So put that on your calendars. I'll talk more about it in the announcements. And then finally, as the fall kind of starts to wrap up, in November, we here at Trinity are honored. We are going to be hosting the area festival Eucharist for the Reformation. All the Lutheran churches in our area and our circuit are going to be coming for this. Our district president, Pastor May, is coming to preach. Uh, we've got lots of great music planned and brass and choirs and the kids are going to be singing. Uh, and we're going to be using Luther's uh, Deutsche Messe, his German mass, although we're going to sing it in English, but we're going to be using the music of Luther's German mass. It's just going to be a great moment. 
lots of things this fall that we're doing to honor our heritage. So the second part then that we've focused on and stressed is heal the division. And here's the part that I know has raised questions and people have wondered, what is this all about? And especially because we've had several events with St. Pius Catholic Church. In fact, I've had people even ask me things like, are we merging with the Catholic Church? What's going on? Let me tell you, there is no master plan to merge with the Catholic Church. But then why are we doing this? What is the purpose? First of all, let me say this. When you walk by faith, and you follow the Spirit's leading, you don't always know where it's going, because that's the way the Spirit is. You just follow Him by faith. That's true in every aspect of our lives, and that is true in this particular case as well. We're following the Spirit's leading. He's working and doing something that we don't know exactly what His purpose or His point is, but we know this is the right thing to do. And why? Second of all, healing the division is a part of honoring our heritage. If you know our foundational confessional document as Lutherans, the Augsburg Confession, here's how it begins. We are prepared to discuss in a friendly way so that the dissension God grant may be stopped and one true harmonious religion be restored. If we want to honor our Lutheran heritage We know and we believe that the Lutheran Reformation was never intended to start a separate church. It was meant to reform the church, right? And of course, history didn't play out that way. And there are all these separate churches that are going on out here. But that doesn't mean we still don't work towards and desire and pray for the unity of the church. And above all, here's why. Because this is the desire of Jesus. He prayed on the night before he died in the upper room with his disciples. This is what he prayed. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one even as we are one. He prayed for the unity of his church. Somehow he knew we, his followers, had a tendency to argue with each other and fight and bicker. Sometimes I get the impression of some Lutherans, not all Lutherans, and not so much here, but some Lutherans, I I find, I, I get the impression they're actually happy about 500 years of division. Hey, we stuck it to those Catholics. <laughs> no. I myself try to, and then I slipped up as I started my homily, I try not to use the word celebrate. And here's why. How do you celebrate 500 years of the church being fractured. Jesus, his bride, his church that he gave his life for, how do you celebrate that? We know this is contrary to his will. Okay, so does that mean then that we just ignore all the differences and just pretend that there aren't? No, 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 of course not. What it means is that we commit ourselves out of our love for Jesus and out of our love for each other, we commit ourselves to a sometimes difficult, but a very honest and authentic conversation with each other. And we look for those places where we do have common ground and where we can work together. Now, on the other hand, we might say, well, you know, who are we? Literally, we are just one little Lutheran church in a cornfield in Indiana, right? (laughs) Who are we? (laughs) 
Well, but see, we can do something. And that is why we're so thankful that St. Pius, just down the road here, was willing to do something on a local level with us. So we've got a few things planned with them as well to heal the division. First of all, we've invited them to come and watch this Luther movie with us. And then afterwards, let's talk about it. Second of all, and, and, and this is what I'm really, really excited about. In October, their leader, not the Pope, their bishop, their local bishop, will be coming here to Trinity to give a talk on the Reformation from a Catholic point of view. In November, one of our leaders, Pastor Rick Stuckwish, if you know him from, from South Bend, he's the first vice president of our district. He's going to be going to St. Pius to give a talk on the Reformation from a Lutheran perspective. This is really cool. I mean, 50 years ago or so, this would have never happened. But the Spirit's up to something. And it's not just us. I found out that Zion in Fort Wayne, Zion Lutheran in Fort Wayne, they're doing something similar. They're inviting a Catholic theologian and professor to come and talk. And I'm very proud of this. My alma mater, Concordia Concordia Chicago, or Concordia River Forest in my day, Concordia Chicago is, on the day before the Reformation, is having this panel discussion. And in this panel is Pastor Matt Harrison. If you know who he is, he is the head of the entire Lutheran Church Missouri Synod the Archbishop of Chicago, and the president of Wheaton College, so the evangelical Protestants. And they're having this panel discussion. I mean, the Spirit is working. I, I don't know what the Spirit is up to, but praise God, he's working so that Christians are at least talking with each other. All right, so that is our commemoration of the Reformation, some of the things we're doing. If you've got questions about any of this, please come and talk with us. Having said all of that, this year of faith that we're, gonna, we're, we're doing is not just about a moment in history that we're commemorating. What our year of faith now in front of us is really about is your personal faith and your relationship with Jesus Christ. What your staff has been working on and planning for this year is creating all kinds of things that will help you grow in your faith. Things that we know help our faith grow, like offering more Bible classes. Romans 10 says, faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. And as we go into this year of faith, what I would ask you to do is to make two priorities in your life. Pretty straightforward. First of all, be at the Eucharist every week. And second of all, be in the word whether it's one of these new Bible classes that's starting or one of our connection groups, be in the Word. This is so simple. Because if you want to grow in your faith, you have got to come and do the things that make you grow in your faith. You've got to be at Eucharist. You've got to be in the Word. These are the means of grace. And i got to tell you, friends, just being honest, I am tired of excuses. I hear them all the time. We're too busy. We got this going on. I didn't feel like it today, Pastor. Blah, 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 blah. I'm sick of it. I know I'm not talking to all of us, but I know I'm talking to some of us. What is the third commandment? Awesome. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. When did God's commandment become God's suggestion. 
I mean, it's a good thing other commandments aren't suggestions like thou shall not kill, right? When did his commandment become a suggestion? Why is it when it's coming to worship or getting into the word of God, well, if it works into my schedule, if I'm, you know, up to it, blah, blah, blah. Does anyone have to command you to eat? Not me, <laughs> right? No. Why should God even have to command us then to spiritually eat, to feed our faith? Why would he even have to command Why aren't we just flat out hungry? <laughs> and this is how we feed our faith. We come to the Holy Eucharist to hear God's word preached to us, to receive this sacrament. We get into his holy word and feed and nourish on it. One of the callings of a pastor, one of the ways to describe a pastor is he's a shepherd. And one of the things that a shepherd has to do is to protect the flock from harm. So let me just for a moment share my shepherd's heart with you. You know what worries me for our flock? It's not some outside danger, although there are many. It's what's going on within us. See, I'm worried about our faith. Now, maybe you're saying to yourself, well, wait a minute, Pastor. I mean, I'm here. In fact, I'm here every week. I'm, doing, I'm already doing what you're asking to do. Or I believe in Jesus. I, I know, but actually what I mean is it's, it's actually deeper than that. What I'm worried about is how tired and how weary we all seem to be. I know it has to do with the, the pace of life that we, we tend to keep in modern America. But I'm worried that we're just, we are weary. Not physically as much as spiritually weary. And I see us trying to fill ourselves up with work and, and endless activities and running our kids here and there and everywhere and, and, and our, our, our endless entertainment and just having a good time in life and some, how that's going to make us happy filling ourselves up with stuff, and yet I see us still spiritually starving, needing something more, but we don't know, seem to figure out what it is. And we have a, a list of to-dos that's a mile long, and we are bombarded constantly with messages on our phones and on our computers and our TVs and wherever we go, and so that when we get to the end of the day, if we ever do kind of come around to thinking about Jesus, he's sort of a an afterthought. He kind of gets the leftovers. See, what I'm talking about is apathy, a, a lukewarmness, an attitude that goes something like this <sighs> Jesus, oh, yeah, yeah, he's important. Mm -hmm. This summer I read a book. And at the very end of the book, the, the pa this passage so deeply convicted me that a few weeks ago I shared this with your staff, and, and, and I, I want to share these few words with you this morning, because I think this gets to the heart of it. The questions that determine everything else in our life as Christians are these. Do I really know God? Do I really love him? Do I seek him out? Do I study his word do I listen for his voice? Do I give my heart to him? Do I really believe he's there? 
The fundamental crisis of our time and the special crisis of today's Christians has little to do with numbers or organization or resources. It's a crisis of faith. Do we believe in God or not? Are we on fire with a love for Jesus Christ or not? Because if we're not, none of our good intentions matter. And if we are, then everything we need in doing God's work will naturally follow because he never abandons his people. I love that. This year of faith is not about having a great faith so we can all feel better about ourselves. The point or the goal is not faith by itself. The goal is to come close to Jesus. Faith is how you get there. Faith is, as we heard in our readings, looking up to Jesus and saying, I need you. I depend on you. You are my life. Faith is saying, Jesus, you are my highest priority. You're the one. Brothers and sisters, as your pastor, I pledge to you, it is my highest priority. It is your staff's highest priority. It is this church and this school's highest priority to strengthen and encourage your faith in Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. And what I'm asking you and inviting you to do in this year of faith is to make Jesus your highest priority once again. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.